Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Here we go. Come on, Bobby. Bobby Bones. Transmitting across America. Turn it up. This is the Bobby Bones Show. Let's go. Good morning. Welcome to Wednesday's show. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. All right, coming up in just a second, Dylan Scott will perform for us. Hit it, Ray. Yeah, that's my girl in the passenger seat. He's going to perform right here from this stage. You guys hang out for that. First, let's go over and open up the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hello. Bobby, my 10-year-old son's enjoying playing soccer. His team's doing pretty well. Last year, they made it to the regional finals, and this year, it looks like they'll probably make state. We take into practice two or three times a week. They have a game at least once every two weeks. Many of the games are also out of town. We have a younger child who comes with us to those. The whole thing has become a huge time sponge, and it's costing us quite a bit of money. I don't want to disappoint our son, but there's only so much time and money I'm willing to put towards his hobby. Am I a bad parent? How do other parents handle this? Well, that's a great question. We have a lot of parents who have kids playing sports. Amy, what's your advice? Yeah, I mean, if it's too much of a time suck, you might have to set some boundaries. It's a bummer or figure out for like carpooling, talking with other people on the team, making sure that you can still get it done. But then you have to have a budget for sports and hobbies, too. It is a real tough thing as a parent. So I feel for her on this. Like, I feel like we're this school year, we're going to get sucked into this sponge and we're going to have to create some boundaries. And I've had to tell my kids, you got to make a decision on this. We can't do everything. Let's go over to Eddie, also known as Octomom. You got a lot of kids. <laughs> you have four of them. Yes. Yeah. So hold on. Did you say that this, they may win state? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Guys, that's the key word here. 
you have to stop everything you're doing and focus in on this soccer team because your your child could support you for the rest of your life. If he becomes a major league soccer, an American World Cup team soccer player, guys, you don't have to do anything for the rest of your life. They'll buy you a house. They'll take care of you for the rest. Of, I mean, this is what it's about. The fact that this child is showing so much promise in a sport, loves the sport, is so good at it, this team could win state. Man, drop everything you're doing and support him. She did say the team... Not her kid is great. Yeah. I don't know any specifics there. And she has other children, so you say drop everything and support Absolutely. This I, mean, I do think all the it kids. makes a difference, though, because tra- I played travel ball, and if we weren't good, I couldn't have gone to a lot of stuff because people wouldn't have cared enough to make sure that I could go to stuff. Oh, right? We true. were good, so we were able to raise money a little easier, and people were like, well, it's a good team, so let's make sure they get to play. Right. So I think it's, it's a good team. It does affect it a little bit. Now, if the kid is like not as good as the team, he's just kind of riding along, and you notice that, then say, hey, but we can't do it anymore. Well, I would say if the kid only shows medium interest on a good team. Yeah. You give that. you give medium to above medium interest. Right. But back. what I'm saying is like if he's on the team but he never plays. But I don't it. think that's it. I don't think that's it. Okay. I think a big part of life is being on the team and never playing and how do you act and react when there's adversity. So I'm okay with that part of it. I'm not okay with if they're not interested. Okay. Cuz you can grow and develop and get smarter. Eddie, that's terrible. That's actually terrible. Wait, what do you mean? So what if it's like so it's a bench player? Do you don't sit, care? Bench player, we don't have okay. time for this. But what if they love it? They sit the bench, but they want to be a part of it. Hey, and they I, get to go to. State. I love football. You can put a Was bench I, in the backyard. Yeah, <laughs> but they're a part of a team guys. that's winning. That's what is wrong Lunchbox, with what is your thought? It's easy. You got to do everything you can for this kid to play soccer. Because listen, you wouldn't stop him from doing his homework because he has a lot of homework. Love no. It. You got you to do everything you can. This could be his future. Maybe he's not going to be a CEO. Maybe he's going to be a soccer player. Hey, there's this thing called GoFundMe or a lemonade stand. Guess what people love to do? They love to give money to kids that are trying to play sports. So put them out there on a lemonade stand. Tell the news, hey, my kid's raising money to win state. Guess what? The whole neighborhood, 2000 bucks, go to state. Mm. Yeah. Just you, jumped, like, you jumped a lot of places yeah, there. we don't know. <laughs> this is what I, I would say to this. If the kid is just die hard practices all the time. I don't care how good he is right now. There's a lot of players that develop into really amazing players aren't always the best when they're young. But if the kid is diehard, working, still getting his grades in, practicing, passionate, I think that's how you make your decision more than what these knuckleheads are saying. The odds of him being a CEO, far greater. I'm not saying, the odds of him being a high-ranking executive, far greater than him playing a professional sport. If he's about to win state at 10, he's got talent. Unless he's sitting on the bench. Okay, oh anyway. Um, I true. say I understand. You absolutely need a budget. Absolutely need to set your strength. Make sure the other kids feel their love. But I would also base it on how passionate the kid is about it. I don't think he's got to be A-plus star of the team. I think he's got to have A passion, though, if you're going to have to go and carry his A all around the state. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I like that. There you. you go. All right. Dylan Scott coming in next. And that's it. He's going to be awesome. He's bringing the guitar. It's early in the morning. He's going to sing his face off. We're going to talk about Dylan Scott, and we'll talk to Dylan in just a second. But Dylan Scott's got two number one songs. Probably know this one. It's called My Girl. Yeah, that's my girl in the passenger seat. His other one's called Nobody. Girl, nobody, nobody, nobody gonna love you like I do. Yeah, nobody, nobody, nobody. He was the CMT Music Award winner for Breakthrough Video of the Year for that song right there. He's got over a billion streams, and he has big muscles. All right, here we go. <laughs> well, he does? Look at him. He has yeah, big muscles. All right, here we go with Dylan Scott. Go. On the Bobby Bones Show now. 
Dylan Scott. Dylan, I want to ask you a personal question, if that's okay. It's okay. You good with that? I'm good with it. Wide open? Wide open. Rib cage open? It's open. All right. I was noticing on your phone, you have something written on your your home screen. Yeah. What What is that? <laughs> Man, it's just like, uh, it's, it's, it's things I want in life, you know? Headline arenas. Yes, sir. Headline arenas. We can do that. Headline well, arena. Right there. Right. You know? Well, you know what? This is basically a little arena we're in right yeah. now. Yeah. 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 Sure. This is the arena. I love it. <laughs> I wrote in my, my second book, Fail Until You Don't, I wrote that I do that a lot. I, I keep it on my lock screen. Because That's what awesome. do you look at more your phone. than your lock screen Absolutely. on your phone? And I was at home. and I didn't even know you did that. I was at home a few weeks ago. Well, no, you was, read the book. Just say that. Yeah. We'll edit that. We'll read the book. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I'm going to read the book. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Go ahead. You got to give me one first, yeah, though. Yeah. Um, I was at home late a few weeks ago, late at night, and my family was asleep, and I was just sitting there thinking that same thing. I was like, man, I'm always, whether I know I'm going to do it or not, you catch yourself opening your phone. For no reason. I was like, you know what? I'm going to put what I want right here. So every time I open it, it's there. I love so. it. I used to do it with the fridge. Now I do it with my phone. Yeah. I just go get bored and open open the refrigerator and be like, well, don't know why I'm here. <laughs> Not even hungry. Just bored. Yeah. But now that's where I spend my time on my phone. That's awesome. But I like that. And I hope our listeners, you know, it doesn't have to be a crazy, uh, it doesn't have to be some goal like playing arenas. That's a massive goal. I think you'll get there. You're killing it. I think that's an all, but it can be. Yeah, and it's it's be, one of the be things, more attentive as a dad. Yeah, and I've got stuff like that. It's just, you know, put my phone down, spend more time with my kids. So you, know? you pick up your phone, put your phone down, put it back down. <laughs> that's right. So if you yeah. see them pick it up and then put it back pick down it up, quickly, right there it says you, it. Spend more time with like get off your phone, spend time with your kids, and there it is. So I, I love like all seriousness. I love it because I subscribe to that method too. That's super cool, man. Yeah, man. You. Would you because you're so good when you perform in the studio? Would you give us like a verse and a chorus of? New Truck, your current single. Yeah, here we go. If you're looking, you're in love. I need a new truck. That's good. That's yeah. good. That's good. It's good. I like it. So uh, that's Dylan Scott. And by the way, that is not recorded in the studio. That is live right it's there. Live. No, no special effects. <laughs> uh, yeah, you sound great, man. Thank you, dude. Yeah, especially for it. early in the morning. Uh, his new album is out. It's out this week. Pretty pumped. I mean, it's always a big deal. It's like having a baby. Dude, I'm so excited. This is my second album. I've been in this town 10 years. It was four years ago and I released my first album. So it's been four years since my last album, my last body of work. And uh, I'm just pumped, man. I feel really good about it. So New Truck is the very first track on the record. The second track is Amen to That. Now, we got two options here. Yep. Do you know that one? Uh, I can play a little bit of it. Okay, because I can play a clip of it or you can give us Down and Dirty Dylan. I just down made that up. Down and dirty, I don't know. I don't Sounds even know cool. what that means. It don't matter where you, you want. You want, play, you want to play a little bit of it? Yeah. Here's let's some see, of. Let's see if we can do that. Amen to that. Go ahead. Amen. Amen to that. Come on, yeah. Dylan Scott. Woo. I'm talking about. Dang, uh, Morgan Wallen, one of the writers on that song. Yeah. Pretty cool. How'd you get that song? I don't know how I got that song, man. <laughs> Morgan should have recorded that song. Um, it was just sent to me in a body of work, and uh, I fell in love with it the moment I heard it. And this is one of those songs I've had for probably three years now. That's just the first you two. Tr- if you think that, that's only two tracks. It's the first two. <laughs> that's how good the record is. Uh, the entire record, I hope you guys check it out. It's called Living My Best Life. It came out on Friday. Um, so radio stations used to do this really lame thing where they would have an artist, and, and they'd go... Um, They'd say, okay, if you're going to record it, we want you to address us specifically in the song. And, and so, like, um, Zach Brown Band had to do it once, way when they started. and be like, um, I don't remember what it was, but like chicken fried here in Tuscaloosa. But they would, or <laughs> yeah. there would be like Petey Pablo, like, all oh, radio stations everywhere, W. And they'd have them insert that radio station. And they'd sit in a studio. And I always hated that they made artists personalize things for, or they made artists, yeah, do that. So, anyway, would you do Razorback Hat instead of, um, 
Raise Rocky it back top hat. Yeah, just for the first part of that. Yeah, personalize that for me real quick. Yeah, <laughs> you're uh, doing it. Here we go. Uh, I forget what part it was. Rocky top hat. That line. The amen to that. Know, the first I, part. I, just don't I, say Rocky top. Just say Razorback when it comes up. We can in a Razorback hat. I can't do that though, man. I'm an LSU fan. <laughs> He like Go physically Tigers. can't. But you're not yeah. a Tennessee fan, and you said Rocky Top hat, nice. so I didn't yeah. want to. Yeah, point by Like you said, I didn't really want to personalize it to myself for that. You know, it was it's good. Rocky Top. When was the last time you heard Rocky Top hat? Uh, yeah, I mean a lot. I live in Tennessee. It's everywhere. <laughs> but but all I'm saying is a Razorback hat would have been nice. But okay, we'll play the song less. Okay, it is I'll what send it, is. it to you. No, I'll, I, I'll do a voicemail and send it to you tonight. Don't even do it. Yeah. Uh, Dylan Scott is here. Do you want to pick another new song that you're loving and play a little clip of that right here on the guitar? Yeah, we can do that. Is that what you want to do? Yeah, let's do it. All right, Dylan Scott, you can give us one more. Which song? Give us a new song here. Tell us about it before you play it. Um, why don't we do... Uh, oh, I got one. Oh, I yeah. I got one. Yeah, yeah. This is probably one of my favorite songs off this album. Um, one of them. It's hard to pick, I know, but... This song here, another one I did not write. There's too many great songs in this town. What's it called? It's called Tough. Okay. It's called Tough, man. And um, it's about a dad talking is, is to his slow? son. It's is a it little slow. slow. I like slow cool? songs. It's my you favorite. Cool with that? My favorite. You, All right. Cool with my favorite. This is one of them story songs you got to listen to. I'll do a verse and chorus for it. That's what you want. But uh, if you listen to this album, you got to listen to it all the way through. You're telling me that if we listen to the album, we'll hear the entire Tough song? <laughs> I'm sold. I'm, I'm sold. I'm telling you yep. that right now. All right. Let's go. Good luck being tough. That's a good one, man. Like it. I like the that. clean out your truck line. I love that line. That's like, man. and that's a good song. But the whole time I was like, that's yeah, that's like relatable and true. And yeah, so second verse goes on to talk about you know. Don't spoil it. Spoiler okay. alert. Yeah, listen yeah. to the album. Yeah, the album. Yeah. That's the it. goal here. Uh, Dylan Scott's here. I mean, I can I can feel our listeners going, oh wow, I really like this guy. Like yeah. this, this is good. And I do have a couple comments. Come on. Positive comments about your wife. Uh, she's on social media. She's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, she's awesome. So she's we, awesome off social media. Well, too. I don't know that part. I don't know. I don't know her off good. Go. On the Bobby Bones show now. Dylan Scott. So the album is out. It's awesome. It's called Living My Best Life. Dylan Scott is here with us. And I do want to talk about your wife. And I feel like, you know how sometimes Dylan, you have friends and you don't really talk to them human form a whole lot, but you keep up with them on social media. So even when you do talk, you don't feel like a lot of time has passed. You ever do that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I do it all the time, my friends, but I almost feel like that with you a little bit in that. I watch on social media, and I think, could be wrong here, the song you played a second ago, the second song that you played, which is track two, uh, Hallelujah. Uh, yeah, amen to that. I think I saw you play that on Instagram, yeah. Instagram Live. Did I? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's how that song is familiar to me, because I'm obsessed with you. There it is. I said it. <laughs> so, But I was watching a clip of your wife rap, and I think it was on the end part of a Lincoln, was it a Lincoln Park situation? Yeah, I think it was Lincoln Park. She's, uh, she is, um, she's, she's very shy. But I, I get her. I get her on the phone, and I video her without her knowing it, and I put it out there for the world to see. But she's cool with that. She, well, she <laughs> is, but she ain't. <laughs> she's awesome. Yeah, yeah, she is, man. She's so cool. So, you know, you, your dad, you're an artist. You tour a lot. Like, I'm assuming that she's kind of the, the rock in the family because she's got to do it all, especially when you're not home. Yeah, she's the rock star, for sure. She's a stay-at-home mom. And, um, you know, it's crazy. So I've been with my wife since I was 15 years old, a long time. Like seventh grade, right? Yeah, well, we met, met in seventh grade, yeah. started dating, like, first of high school. But she's known, like, my dreams and my goals this whole time. And so, I mean, dude, 
it don't matter if I come home for a day and I'm like, spur of the moment, oh, I got to get back out and go again. Like, she never gives me a hard time, never gives me a hard time about, she's so tired, like, the kids are wearing me down. Like, never gives me a hard time. And, like, I respect that. I mean, she's she's awesome. What is there to do in Bastrop, Louisiana? Nothing. It's a nothing to do town. Okay, but if you were to ask, I'm from Mount <laughs> if you're gonna go to If you're going to go to Bastrop, Louisiana, the town that I grew like, up in. Like, literally, what is there? <sighs> There's, I mean, there's nothing. It used to be a meal, but I mean, there's, there's a really cool courthouse square that I think you should get there early and eat the breakfast at this place called PT's Eat a Bite. Now we're talking. Go you ahead. You know, if you get there at lunch, go to Sladen's Barbecue. Other than that, just, you have two restaurants. Just, well, yeah, a little more than that, but that's the only two I, I recommend going to. <laughs> <laughs> so, but otherwise, you just pass on through and just keep on going. So, oh, is uh, Bash of Louisiana? What's the population there? Uh it used to be like twelve thousand. I bet it's probably. Six now. You ever go back? I do. Yeah. Yeah. I actually built a house there. Um, we finished it a couple of years ago, and then you know we sold it a co- uh, probably two months ago now. My mom died back in December, and I was like, babe, you know, my dad's gonna move away. Like, we don't really need to. You know, we'll go back for Christmas and this, this, and that, but we don't need a house there. We don't need to be there because we're here. And if I'm not here, I'm touring. So, uh, yeah, we sold it. Bastrop, Louisiana. Where is it in the state? Like, like Northeast Louisiana. You got boats there, like gambling boats, anywhere near? What kind of boats? Gambling boats. Get, no used- gambling boat. Well, Vicksburg, Mississippi is not too far. Tim McGraw grew up about 30 minutes from there. That's a cool, cool I heard there fact. was a clip of you saying you'd never met him. Never met Tim. Yeah. I know where he lives. Would you like me to his address? <laughs> yeah, actually, send <laughs> I mean, me the I address. I need to go see him. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Like, I grew up in a town that's 30 minutes from Tim. We grew up probably about the same way. And I mean, he's a little bit older than I am, obviously, but... Never met him, man. And he's like a huge, huge hero of mine. Surprising that you'd never met him yet, especially with the success that you've had. And I'm sure you'll cross paths at some point. Yeah, it'll point. happen how it's supposed to. But I give you, I just pass, pass along his story. Josh Turner went up, big Johnny Cash fan, went and knocked on his door. Johnny really? Cash let him in. So I'm just saying, I'm like, girl, you know Cash, you know what I'm saying? You're going knocking on the door. <laughs> Make it happen, you know what I'm saying? He may be there. Uh, Dylan Scott is here. I want to play a clip of... The title track. So the song is called Living My Best Life. Enjoy this song and we'll come right back. Here you go. Feeling like a me, kicking it like it's my birthday. I'm gonna do exactly so you co-wrote eight of the 16 songs, but I want to just mention the writers of that. Uh, BK, Tyler Hubbard, both from Florida Georgia Line, Thomas Rhett, and Corey Crowder. And so it's a pretty cool song. They, they say, hey, take this one. Yeah, that's one. So Tyler, he'll send me songs here and there, you know, and uh, that's one of them songs when I heard it. I was like, man, I'm one, I'm living my best life right now, you know, with having a little success and the family and just touring the country. So, I mean, that really spoke to me. And it was just fun, man. And, you know, I have a pretty high energy live show. It's so like, man, this is a great song. So we have to we have to cut it. Would you play before you leave just a, a verse and a chorus? Of your hit, My Girl. Yeah, yeah. Here he is, everybody. Dylan Scott. Yeah, that's my girl. Dylan Scott, nice job. Let me say a few things. His album, Living My Best Life, it is out now. Uh, Add it to, find some songs you like and just add it to your normal streaming because every time you play one of his songs, three cents. And one step closer to headlining arenas. Yeah. (laughs) See, there we go. Uh, so do that, but go see Dylan as well because a lot of the places our show is Springfield, OKC, Pittsburgh, uh, Indy, Milwaukee, Sioux Falls, Oxford, Mississippi, Little Rock. He's doing it. You can go to DylanScottCountry.com. Go watch the show. Like you really want to help an artist now, you want to support an artist, follow him on social media at Dylan Scott Country. Go to a show, buy merch, stream their music. Uh, 
You could be a lot of our listeners' new favorite artist after today. You had an A-plus appearance. I don't say that I to everybody. I appreciate that. Yeah, thank I don't you, say that to everybody. You. Just before we came on the air, Dylan's like, I'll do whatever you want. And I was like, well, let's just see what happens. And we saw what happened. You nailed it. You nailed it. Yeah. Come on. Dylan, thank you, buddy. You thank guys you. go see Dylan. Check out the album. It is out now. It came out this week. And follow him, Dylan Scott Country. And there he is, Dylan Scott. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. 
As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bobby Bones The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30-second skinny. Garth Brooks will be narrating a new documentary series on National Geographic called America's National Parks. It will be five episodes airing from August 29th to September 2nd with new episodes nightly. Dylan Scott's song, New Truck, is number one this week. He talked about the fans' response to it. I've had people come up and say, hey, yes, I've, I've lived that, you know, as, especially guys, you know, because that's what it's about. It's a guy hop up in his truck and his his girlfriend's no longer there. And it's like, man, uh, I got to get her memory out. But, you know, it's, it's always a story. They didn't actually get rid of the truck. That's a pretty pricey move. Tim McGraw empathizes with parents sending their kids off to school. It's tough, for sure, and it's tough when they go away. I mean, I'm a crier anyway. So every time our girls have left and we've dropped them off somewhere, it's always been tough. But you get used to it. You start getting excited about seeing where their career goes and where their life goes. And it's fun to watch them grow into strong, independent young women. I'm Morgan. That's your skinny. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. Four years ago, Fred Everett of Tupelo, Mississippi, went to the Humane Association and adopted a cat, Bandit. Well, that 20-pound cat, four years later, he's asleep in his bed, and the cat jumps on him. Wake up! Wake up! Wake up! Meow! 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 And Fred's like, it's the middle of the night. There must be something wrong. So he grabs his gun, goes downstairs, and there's two guys at the back door trying to break into his house. Wow, I thought it was going to be a fire. It was people breaking in the house. Yeah, and one of them had a gun, and they saw old Fred and Bandit, and they took off running. And Fred said, I think that that, that cat saved my life, I'll tell you what, because they were going to come in with bad intentions. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's true. I just didn't think cats would do that. Yeah, I didn't cats, think so either. Uh, I protect, I love all cats, but I mean, usually cats suck when it comes to stuff like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they usually just go, mm. Or usually they just don't go near you at all. They sleep no. in. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, usually they just like lasagna. <laughs> that's garbage. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, it's a good story. Yeah, I... I've been wondering if my dog would ever react if anything happened. And the other night, for the first time, and he's done it like three times since, Stanley came up to the side of the bed and went, Ruh. now he knows what time dinner is, and he lets me know if we're beyond that. Oh. 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 And nobody breaking in or anything. <laughs> just, <but> just dinner. <laughs> just dinner. Yeah, he's fat bulldog. All right, Lunchbox, thank you. That is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. I love that your son loves football. He never played. Now he went to camp. No pads. Now he wanted to play padded football. I... You sent me a video of him tackling another kid, although he was using like a jujitsu move. It's still, it's <laughs> awesome. Like, I'm so excited for him. I know. I was like, I don't know if that move is legal. For for everybody listening, so imagine football, you know, and you know, I played high school football and you get an athletic position and you go down and you use your arms and you explode up with your arms and you put your head in the middle of their chest and you tackle them. That's a standard tackle. Rarely happens. That's what they train you to do. What Amy's son did is like he grabbed his jersey then swung his legs behind him and then pulled him over his leg. Nice. The takedown. And that would have been one point on the mat. <laughs> but right, in football? But is it legal in football? Yeah. Okay, cool. He was just tackling. The guy was running. He had to tackle him. You tackle him any way possible. Mm-hmm. And so because it was inadvertent, like the legs, I feel like he just did it because whatever. It's awesome. I don't care. So, but he loves it. Yeah, no, it's amazing. He's pretty into it. Like he's already asked for... Um, some new cleats because the cleats we're using and they were hand-me-downs from a friend because we didn't want to really invest in certain things if he wasn't going to really do it. And I feel like him asking for his own set of cleats is legit. And then also his other equipment, like the shoulder pads and the, he walks, he keeps it on. 
walks around the house with it, rides in the car with it. It's awesome. <laughs> like, you can remove that stuff and then put it on, but I think he's really liking the gear. Do they have him at a position at all? Not yet. So right now, they're just going through absolute fundamentals. Oh, for sure. Yeah. He literally has had zero interest in football before this, so we've had no reason to really work on it mm-hmm. at all. And so now he's in, but he's still they're still evaluating him for what team he's going to be put on. He's small. Yes. It's easy I- for me to spot him. Yes, and I I was also very small, especially at his age. So I see him, and I'm like, dang, that was me. I don't want to get hit. Heck, yeah. when I got a little bigger, I didn't want to get hit. But it's just cool to see him be super excited, even giddy about it. I know you had said he was giddy. And so I thought what we'd do is, what's the last thing you were giddy about? Oh, okay. And for you city selectors out there, giddy means, like, <laughs> you're just so excited. You're just like, oh, I'm so excited. It's every, it, every part of you is just, just the excitement of it is just coming out of your pores. Last thing you were giddy about, Amy. Probably when I went to film the Christmas movie that I'm in later this year. That was back in May. And honestly, when I think about it, I still get giddy. Like, I still can feel that feeling from that day when we filmed. And I was on set for 14 hours, giddy the entire time. Good for you for being able to enjoy it because I don't enjoy anything before or while I'm doing it. I only enjoy it after it's done and if I did a good job, and that's rare. So that's why I don't enjoy much. Mm. Wah, yeah. wah. Wait, this is supposed to be. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. About. But good for you. I'm saying that's good that you can enjoy it pre and during. Yeah. Well, when Very it comes healthy. out later this year, I'll probably be a little nervous and not, you know, as giddy. But it's still cool that I got to do it. Do you have an idea of when it comes out? After Thanksgiving, HBO Max. So if today's the 10th, August 10th, September, mm-hmm. October, October, and then like November. November. So a little over three. Oh, I still got three a months. Little, yeah. Have you had to do any post production? Yes. Uh huh. They sent they sent some video clips of it, and I had to watch it for tone because they wanted me to do a voiceover, but in the same tone. And it took me five days to open the file because I didn't want to look at myself. And then finally they sent an email, hey, have you done that work yet? And I was like, oh, shoot, I'll do it today. What did you think when you saw yourself? So I did it here at the studio. Ooh, I Not don't get know. Not getting anymore? What? I, oh, man. No, I, I listen, it I'm is sure what it is. I'm sure it's great. I'm not an I'm actress. sure it's great. But they made me feel like I was one, Mm -hmm. so that's nice. Okay, Lunchbox, last thing you were giddy about. I remember like it was yesterday, Friday, July 29th, about 9.30 p.m., (laughs) 30 minutes away from being a billionaire. As the Mega Millions was about to be drawn, I sat there on my couch just sitting there going, this is it. This is when I strike it rich. And by 10.15 p.m., I was depressed. You were giddy about something that probably wasn't going to happen? Like, what are you giddy about that happened or that you knew was happening? No, 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 that was going okay. to happen. Like, I was giddy because you, I okay, was. Okay, that's it was, fair. Fair. Yes, okay, I was You were so giddy, excited. Got it, got Anticipating. It. Eddie? I get giddy every time I'm going to play golf. Like, the night before, I put, <laughs> I get my clothes out, like my shirt, and that's I fold funny. it out, and yeah. my shorts and everything, and my shoes. I don't know. And then I play a bad round, and then I'm upset. I'm like, yeah, then oh, you're okay. like, I hate it. I, I hate everything about sport. it. I'm never going to get it again. Like, y'all play every week, and you still get giddy? Every, every, if I know I'm going to play golf tomorrow, I'm like, yes, I cannot wait. Yeah, it's super fun. Hmm. It's not even the game is super fun. Yeah. It is camaraderie. being able to hang out with your friends. It's really hot, though. That sucks. Um <laughs> And away from life for four hours. For me, yeah, no, because I still keep, I still roll on mine. Well, Eddie goes, yeah. Well, oh, I don't. I, 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 I had a shut down. <laughs> for me, though, it is like something that I am not good at that I can always keep working on. Like I like that challenge, and so that's why I like it. I think for me, it's that constant challenge. Like I get better, but then I get way worse through again. And I'm yeah. like, wait, what just happened? <laughs> uh, mine is probably whenever I was going up to Fayetteville, Arkansas, I was going to speak as they were giving me my uh, my uh, honor. Doctorate. <laughs> What'd you say before that? 
My doctorate. <laughs> Got it. Yes, honorary Do- doctorate. Uh, but that was pretty awesome to me. I was, pre- and, you know, I'm. You have, don't let I have trouble get getting exci- yeah. getting excited about stuff. That's probably just some childhood trauma that that keeps me from feeling like things are going to go well. But that was one where I was like, "This is the coolest thing. It really is the coolest thing. I'm so proud of it." And that was it. And since then, something I haven't announced on the show, but and I hope you guys don't take this the wrong way. But every Thursday, I go and deliver babies at Vanderbilt now. Mm. Wow! Yeah. Look yeah. at you. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah, doctor. <laughs> I don't, by the way. In case anybody wants to hit me up, I'm just kidding. It's a joke. I will tell your son. I'll tell him, but it's awesome. Like, just keep telling him it's awesome. And it's going to hurt, and he's going to have days where he, this, it's not for him. But that's just keep going. Next day, next yeah, day. Yeah, he's already day. got tackled. I mean, you know, or been tackled. I don't know what you say. But, like, where he's been taken down, and he's like, but don't, I, he goes, I, I went full, I went all in. Because I guess if you don't go all in, that's when it hurts more. Uh, it just depends. <laughs> it just depends. Sometimes you're all in and it hurts real uh-huh. bad. When you see a white light, but your adrenaline is going. Well, I mean, I yeah. was hit so hard a couple times where you'd see like three yard line markers. Oh, and dude. we didn't really know it was concussion stuff oh, at the time. I don't want that. Well, it, it happens. Hopefully, it doesn't happen to him. Um, but nothing taught me discipline like playing high school football did because I didn't have it with parents. Nothing taught me. I mean, that was such a big part. Nothing taught me teamwork. Nothing taught me fighting adversity. Nothing taught me like you don't get your way just because you want it. You can want it all day long, but if you don't put the work into it, you're not going to get it. Football was that for me. Yeah, that's another cool part. Seeing huddle around with other guys and other guys like hitting him on the shoulder and patting him and being like, "Good job, dude," or whatever. Like it's cute. In the showers. Well, they they don't take showers. You like no, showers? I'm not me. I'm talking about me. You like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm <laughs> right, about to talk to Richard Marks. Uh, I will be right here waiting for you. Red Jam right there. Wherever you go, whatever you do, I will be So many hits in the 80s. Eddie, what's your favorite? Hold on to the night. Oh, yeah. Hold, Hold on to the night. That's a jam. He's also written so many songs for others. For example, in sync, This I Promise You. To the demon. Really? Jam. This I promise you. Written a, a few number ones for Keith Urban. Wow. Uh, from Keith Urban, play Better Life. Paradise is coming. Someday, baby. Or he also wrote Long Hot Summer with Keith Urban. Here you go. It's gonna be a long hot summer. That's crazy. Yeah, oh yeah. He's got like two careers and individual. If you separate them, you'd be like, that guy's awesome, but he's done it. Wow. He's still doing it. So Richard Marks. We're having him on because he reposted Abby's Instagram of her singing. So we're going to get to that. All right, here we go with Richard Marks. Go. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Richard Marks. Hey, Richard, how are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Hey, I appreciate your time this morning. Hey, do do your friends call you Richard? Seems pretty formal. What do they call you? Dick. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I was laughing. I didn't hear what you said. What did you say? I said Dick, but yeah, you can call me Richard. No, oh. my friends, my friends all call me Ricardo, but we we're not friends yet. We have to see how this goes. Yeah, yeah, I like that because I, I still have uh, maybe some reservations about you myself. So we'll see where this goes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, what are you making over there? Here's some ice. What's what, what you got? A little morning cocktail. <laughs> I'm making a little morning ice matcha. You make that? Do you have a fancy? So you're rich and famous and talented and good looking and all the things. So do you have a famous? Well, go on. Keep yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking. Yeah. Do you have a fa- do you have a big fancy machine for that? Um, we have a big fancy coffee machine, but no. For the matcha, you just put the little powder in the in the bottom of a cup, and you got we've got this nine dollar Amazon little um, little like frother. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know what that is. I don't like know what electric whisk is. thingy. Like it's a whisk thingy, but it's battery operated, so they, you know, it's it's pretty. It looks really expensive. It's like nine dollars. Listen, Ricardo, I don't know what that is, buddy. You don't? Do you even know what matcha is? Is it green? We are you in high school? I wish I don't drink coffee, so I don't know what. Ma- oh wow! Well, yeah. see, if you started drinking coffee, we could be friends. Well, here's the thing: my grandma died from coffee overdose, and so now I'm sad. Wow, that's just that was unnecessary. <laughs> okay, I'm kidding. She didn't. She didn't. Hey, listen, I'm a big fan. Really, it's, this is super cool for me to talk to you. So I really appreciate the time. Like I'll just say it up front that uh, I'm kind of geeking out a little bit at not only you as an artist, but also you as a songwriter. So up front. Uh, in a in a very sincere way, like massive fan. Thank you for spending a few minutes with me. That's so nice, man. Thank you, and congratulations. You guys are kicking butt. Uh, thanks. So here's a couple questions we have for you. First of all, you had yeah. uh, on Instagram, you had shared Abby, our phone screener. She she answers phones. She produces some segments, but she was singing, and you you pushed and shared, and so we took that as an endorsement that you think she's a pretty good singer. Now, do you share people that are only good singing your songs, or just anybody singing your songs? <laughs> There's the loaded question. <laughs> We're going to get right to it. Um, you know, generally, to be honest with you, I very rarely share anything that I think would, like, hurt somebody's ears. So... As much as I, I'll like it, and I'll even sometimes go, hey, thanks, great job, but I'm not going to repost it if it's not very good. So, yeah, she sounded good, and uh, all kidding aside, like to me, that's the ultimate compliment as a songwriter, is when anyone wants to take the time to learn your song, and especially now, post it on their socials, that means that that song means something to them in some way, even if it's just something that they think, oh, I think I sound good singing this song. That's the ultimate songwriter compliment you know so abby he is saying okay. he, he enjoyed it what do you want to say to him i love it thank you i appreciate that yeah no abby you sounded good i mean i wouldn't have reposted it if he sucked what oh, would you good. say to abby enough. who she moved to nashville to, to pursue a career in singing and then you know she couldn't remember some words and she ran out of an audition once and then she gave up but now she's kind of back trying again like regardless of her talent what would you say to someone going through this what are your inspiring words to her richard uh-huh. Well, I mean, you can't, <laughs> if you really want to have a career, it can't be despite not having talent. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, that's kind of like a given, you kind of have to have that, and she does. But I would say, you know, on one hand, it's never been easier to get attention and to get music out there because of social media and streaming. And, you know, you don't need a record deal. You don't need a publisher anymore. You just need to like do fill up your content you need to feed the beast so i think um, if you're not a songwriter then you got to find songs that you think you sound great doing but also you don't want to do songs like when i hear people trying to cover whitney houston songs i'm always like do you think you sing this better than whitney did you know, maybe find another song that suits you even better that you're not where you're not. Nobody's comparing you to the original necessarily. You know, that's why I think a girl singing a guy song or a guy singing a girl song sometimes is a clever move. Abby, are you inspired? I am. All right, let's go. Abby's inspired. Yeah. Okay, we 
Let's go. Abby. Richard Marks just said, Abby. 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 And you know what's funny? We're talking to a songwriter. So if you got any songs, you need female oh. to sing. Oh. Here we go. Oh, no. She just no, went for no. it. She just oh, went no. for it. Oh, I'm just no. kidding. Oh, no. I'm not trying to put you on the spot. I'm kidding. Um, anyway. But she's not. Oh, boy. Hey, uh, Rich, in, in your career, was there ever a time, Richard, that um, let's go back to the 80s when you were as an artist, you were on TV on my all the time, and you were just crushing, yeah. crushing, crushing. Was there ever a moment before that happened where you had to go and just like, hey, can I have this? Can I like what just Abby did to you awkwardly? Did you ever have to do that awkwardly to people? Oh yeah, hundred percent. So um, my songwriting career really started that way. In that I I had written a handful of songs that when I was in a senior in high school that somehow magically made their way, the, the tape made their, made its way to Lionel Richie. Lionel Richie heard my cassette tape and called me. My phone number was written on the back. He called me in my parents' house and was so encouraging of me. And he said, man, I really like your voice and you should move to LA when you graduate from high school, which is what I did. And then he hired me as a background singer on his first solo album when he left the Commodores. And a year later, he recommended me as a background singer to Kenny Rogers, who was huge still at that time in the 80s. And so there I am, you know, singing background vocals on this Kenny Rogers album, and he's there at the studio. And I went up to him and said, uh, I'm a songwriter. I'd love to play you a song I wrote for you. And he should have thrown me out of the studio. He should have had security, <laughs> you know, throw me on the street. But he was cool, and he said, you know, let me hear it. And we sat down at the piano, and he cut my song, and then he cut two more of my songs, and that launched my songwriting career. Wow. wow. That's so cool. <laughs> That's good. So I was yeah. lucky enough to uh, befriend Lionel. Do I did four seasons of American Idol. And so yeah. Lionel, was, Lionel was awesome. Now, I don't know if it's because Lionel was 70, and he's just amazing once he got older with perspective, but he's the kindest guy. Was he like that even when he was young and, and killing it then? Yes. I've never known anybody who was a superstar who acted less like a superstar than Lionel. He's just the most gracious, kind. He's, he can, you know, he's still got a wicked sense of humor, and he can be um, sarcastic, and he can be like, he can hang with the best of them. But inside, his soul is just kindness, and he, he loves to help people, and he's just the best. Like, I just love the guy. He changed my life. Richard Marks is on with us, and I find it really interesting um, what what you're doing inside of Songwriter. And so Songwriter, and, and the whole album comes out, What what's, is 9 September? Move my fingers, January, February, March, April, May, yeah. June, July, August. <laughs> yeah. okay. yes. September 30th. Because I know it's not out yet. So September 30th, you're putting the full album out, but it's split into parts. There's pop, rock, country, and ballads. And the country part's interesting because... Uh, we're big buds with Keith Urban and, you know, you guys know. have written together before, but there's a song one day longer that you and Keith Urban. So you're singing it, but he wrote it with you. Yeah. So here's my history with Keith. We've had three really big hits together that he had and better life, long, hot summer and everybody and better life. He almost didn't cut because he kind of got over it by the, you know, from the time we started it to the time we finished it, he was kind of like off of it, not into it, but he, kind of just went in the studio and cut it number one for six weeks. We wrote everybody and he was all in love with it the day we wrote it. And then a few days later he was like, I don't like it anymore. So I went in the studio. I was due to record something with Dan Huff, his producer, who's brilliant. And so Dan and I went in the studio to cut a song. He said, you know, we've got time. We can cut another song. So I played him 
the work tape of my song with Keith, everybody. And he went, oh, my God, man, this is great. We should cut this. We cut it, and right before we mixed it, he played it for Keith, and Keith called me and goes, okay, I blew it. Can I have that song back? (laughs) So my history with Keith is we write something, he's in love with it the day we write it, and then a week later, he it's the worst thing he's ever heard. And that's what happened with One Day Longer. And But in it's just been taking up space, you know, as an MP3 in my computer. So I, when I was making this album, I went back and listened to it. And I was like, I love this song. So I cut it. In the country section here, uh, Richard's written songs by himself, with Urban, with Darius, uh, with Hauser. And, uh, and I think, and I mentioned it before we got on the phone with you, how just uh, prominent and prolific of a songwriter you are and all the songs you've written for a whole lot of people. But is there a difference in writing with some of these country guys that we know and are friends with and some of the guys in, in L.A.? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I mean, it, it, you know, I don't really write with anyone who's not a real songwriter in that I very rarely collaborate with someone who's uh, – just a track person or, um, you know, it's usually two guys sitting down and, or three guys, and, you know, it's very rare. I that there are three writers on some, my songs, but, um, I kind of gravitate towards what I would call old school songwriters where you just sort of hammer it out. You know, you get a concept, you get, I usually come in with a bunch of melody ideas or a title and we're just off to the races. Um, there's not that much difference, actually. You know, I mean, writing with Randy Hauser is not that different than writing with, uh, you know, my son Lucas, who's a great pop songwriter, or any of these other guys. It's all, it's all sort of like going after the song, you know, not trying to worry so much about what the record's going to be, but just making the song the best it can be. You say you're going with the melody, so will you, you'll just walk in, and, and I was going to ask if you're a melody or a lyric guy first, and probably you do a little bit of both, but will you walk in with no concept at all, but you're like, I got this melody, it goes, boo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo, and you walk in with just that melody, and then you start trying to assign words and a concept to the sound? Yeah, that's how I've always written songs, <clears throat> even the songs I've written by myself, which take, which make up most of my catalog are songs I wrote alone. It starts with some gibberish line, you know, and like I had this big hit called Hazard. This the story song. And all I had was my mother came to Banner when I was just seven. And then I started to like I wrote all the music, all the melody, and I started to put the story together. And I had everything except the name of the town that this thing was set in. And I, I even knew it was in Nebraska because I referenced Nebraska. So I, I just had to go through every name of every town in Nebraska until I found one that's the two syllable word that fit, that sounded good. Um, it's kind of how it all starts with me is, is with a melody, the melodies and the music kind of tell me what the lyrics should be. Whenever you have songs that are so massive, for example, right here waiting, uh, from mm-hmm. like 89, do you go through different cycles or seasons where, you know, you, it's a massive hit, you love to play it, then you play it so much you don't want to play it, but then you're kind of re-energized to play it again because you've hated it for so long? Is that a seasonal thing with you in your life, or do you just always love it? or How does that work? No, I, I don't have that experience. I'm sure, I think that probably happens more with people who uh, record songs by other people. If you wrote a song that you love, if I write a song, if I record a song and release a song, it means that I love that song. 
And I don't, I mean, there's some songs that I might get a little bit more psyched to play sometimes, but there's never a song in my set where I look down at the set list and go, oh God, not that again. I've never had that. I think I do that every day with certain segments in my radio show. Every day. I'm just like, oh my God. Do <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, L- Richard, this has been awesome. I want to let everybody know Songwriter comes out on September 30th. Again, there are all these sections, and I love how you did it. Uh, and ballads, though, by the way, when I was looking at this, ballads, it did, you didn't format that. You just went, okay, these are slow songs. D- slow songs don't have a format or a genre? Not to me. Not to me. Just I, Those songs to me were just these five really beautiful songs that could have fit any genre, really, but they, they kind of made up their own genre to me. And the first track... Is uh, by the way, you know, I'm doing this a lot of. Uh, we're going to do a vinyl version of this, so it's literally going to be side A, side B, side C, side D. You know, um, the lead track on the ballads section it, I wrote with Burt Backrack. It's a song called Always. I mean, getting to sit in a room and write a song with Burt Backrack, and, and this is when he was 91. He's 94 now. Um, I can't even believe it. You know, like, and we became pals and. This guy wrote the soundtrack to all of our lives, you know, I'm just so humbled that I got to sit in a room with him and write such a beautiful, I'm so proud of this song. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That Because Burt Baccarat, for me, uh, raindrops keep falling on, that's that's not Burt Baccarat? No, He's played it, though. Yeah. He's played it, though, oh, okay, Eddie. Okay, okay. I've heard right. Burt Baccarat play that song. That's what <laughs> right. I think about. He did, he wrote it. And he wrote it, Eddie. Well, there you go. So, so, so then I thought I was right, then I thought I was wrong, and I was embarrassed. And then I had to come back to it, and, and Richard Marx just told me, sorry, Ricardo Marx just told me I was right, because now we're friends. <laughs> there you have it. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. If you ever come to Nashville, we'd love to have you. Uh, hop in the studio here. We'll do a whole deal. I'm just a big fan. I would love that. Uh, thank, and, and your album comes out on the 30th. We'll be sure to talk about it when it comes out. And you guys go to richardmarks.com. He's in Europe now, but he will come to the States, and he's doing a bunch of shows in the States starting in October, and he's in a lot of the cities that our show's in, and just a very entertaining, very funny guy, yeah. but also super talented and super cool. And says Abby has a long career in music, and he will put her on tour with him. That's what I heard. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. That's what I heard. Wow. 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 Oh, wow, that is Bobby, it. You can, Bobby, you can officially call me Ricardo. Okay, I, I now officially yeah. can. Okay, there he is. Uh, Ricardo, thank you for your time. Massive fan. Uh, good luck with the record, and congrats on the book. And hopefully, I will see you in person sometime. Thank you, pal. Thank you, guys. All right, there he is. Richard Marks, thank everybody. You. Hey, Abby, sing us out with a little Richard Marks. Oh, no, go. you sing, Abby, Richard. Abby, sing us out, Abby. Let's go. Sing Wherever us out. you are, whatever you do, I will be right here waiting for you. There it is. We're back yeah. in a second. There My voice. <laughs> hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. 
join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. <gasps> what? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a voicemail from Brittany in Louisiana. I just had a music industry type question. I didn't know who to ask, so I thought, let me call Bobby Bones. Okay, so my husband and I went to a Sam Hunt concert last week. Dustin Lynch was his opening act. My question is, Dustin Lynch has a lot of hits too, so how do they decide that Dustin Lynch is going to be an opening act for Sam Hunt? Now, it was awesome, I'm not complaining, but I was just curious how that works. Thanks. I think it's a great question. Now, if you said that in town, in the industry, they would say Dustin is not Sam's opening act. Dustin is Sam's main support. There's an opener, then there's the main support, and then there is the headliner, which would be Sam Hunt. And so Sam is creating his tour, and Sam can get more people to come to a show and charge probably a couple more dollars than Dustin can. So Dustin, let's say his average show, is he makes five bucks a show. I'm just going to throw a number out there, which is not true. And so if Sam can offer that to Dustin as his main support, and Dustin doesn't have to pay for lights or crew, then Dustin will probably take that job. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, Sam, well, yes, 
financially, sometimes it's really good. Like Dan and Shay's main support for Kenny Chesney. Okay. Now, Dan and Shay can sell out arenas themselves, but they're probably making more money doing arenas with Kenny Chesney than they are stadiums, stadiums. with Kenny Chesney yeah. than they are doing arenas by themselves. Dan and Shay sell more tickets than pretty much everybody. Just, but then you're right. Like, they don't have to pay all no the lights, other stuff. No lights. Yeah. And that's like, that all adds up. So, it's mostly that Sam can sell more tickets than Dustin Lynch. And also, I was like, Dustin, you will help this tour because you're a great act as well, and I will pay you what you normally make to do a show. Let's do a show together. But like the Kenny Stadium tour, you have Carly Pierce would be the opener, Old Dominion happens, Dan and Shay is the main support, and then Kenny Chesney. So it's not somebody tagging them together. It's Sam going, I'm doing this tour. Reaches out to Dustin. Hey, Dustin, come do this tour with me. I'll pay you your normal rate because you kill it and I kill a little better but you kill it <laughs> and someday you'll kill it a little better and you put me on your tour yeah you know so that's what it is that's a good question though Brittany I appreciate that the Show. here's Amy's pile of stories I assume Bobby that you think you know how to shower yeah I mean I'm always told that I'm doing things wrong peeing showering well, eating at what time mm-hmm. Well, dermatologists are telling us that we are showering all wrong, so they put out some tips so we can do it right. Okay. First of all, we don't need to shower too often. If you're not getting sweaty every day, experts say you can cut to a few showers a week, and on days that you do need to shower, and maybe even twice, you better take an extremely short shower, they say. Yeah, I do at least two a day every day, but I, I guess my problem with that is... So many of the men that I know, if they don't shower every day, they will stink. Their armpits will stink. So are they just saying that's just part of life? You need to stink in order to be healthier. Well, you can still wear deodorant But and I'm things. telling you, that's just putting a mask over it. Yeah, or maybe do a bird bath so your whole body isn't getting wet. But they do say when you're in there, uh, focus on the dirtiest parts. Your arms and legs don't always need soap, but your underarms and other areas do. And they say start at the top so that way the soap can work its way down naturally. Yeah, underarms and butt. Like I focus, <laughs> yeah. I go in with a well, goal. I, I go in with a that. plan. My plan is hit the underarms, okay. hit the butt, Wash my hair if I need to. Otherwise, I'm mm-hmm. pretty good. I'll scrub my chest a little bit so I don't get any sort of blackheads there. And he, Okay. Well, here's for when you get out of the shower. You want to pat yourself dry. Don't don't take do the towel wrong. and I rub the your— crap. No, yeah. no. Yeah. Pat yourself dry. That way you leave a little bit of moisture on your or water on your skin. So when you add lotion, it absorbs Wait, it. who's putting on lotion after oh, a shower? they say after every shower, okay, moisturize. I'm out, I'm out oh, fancy. Out. Yeah, this was Fancy Digest. They write this? <laughs> no. <What> the? <laughs> okay, so a new poll surveyed uh, adults that are about 40 years old or so and those younger. And it found that it takes an average of eight warning lights for them to take their car into to a mechanic. Eight. <laughs> I, I have a warning light right now. Eight at once seems like it's going to explode. Well, it takes it coming on like, yeah. Eight, like yeah, coming eight. on and going off or eight times. But if eight lights are on at once, I would think my oh, car is literally going yeah. to explode any second. I don't think it's eight at once, but maybe that like you can get it to go off. Then if it comes back, I've been riding around with my warning sign for, I don't know, probably about five weeks now. Which warning sign? Because I also have a warning sign. Something about tire pressure indicator, mm. something. And I just, I can press a button that says, okay, and it makes it disappear until the next time I start my car. And out of sight, out of mind? <laughs> That's right. Mine's brakes. Oh, do you need new ones? I don't know. They squeak. They, and I hit them sometimes. Uh-huh. And it says brake issue or something. Well, that brakes are expensive, so I'd hold off. Mm. Well, I just, I can't turn it off, so I just don't look at that part of the screen behind the steering wheel. I yeah. just keep my eyes looking to the left. Okay, so do you have anything you're holding on to for superstition? 
I am so OCD about that. I, I'm not a superstitious person. Well, here's the thing. But I'm a I very know. OCD type person where if I don't do things, I don't think things are going to work out that day. Yeah. And we're having to adopt some of your things because I accidentally said hi to you today before you sat down and I was like, oh, shoot. Oh, and shoot. it's not, you can say hi to me anywhere in the building all day long, morning, noon, night. Right. But, but there's, there's a thing. one little, there's one little brief thing where I have to like focus and it's like seven steps. And I don't like to talk in that seven steps because I feel like that's my, that's my time, my entrance. I got to get my mind straight. Well, Dan from Dan and Shay, you know, he has- He's this, also OCD, like me. Yes. And Very he has similar. that long hair, and he was just talking about how, yeah- won't cut it while I mean, it's successful. They've been successful, so now he can't cut it. But also, now that he's done that to himself, it's kind of a recognizing thing. Like, if he cuts it, people might not see him as Dan from Dan and Shay. Well, they will. But I've talked to him about this, like, privately. And he's like, dude, we got, like, had our biggest success when I started growing my hair out. Why would I cut my hair? And I'm like, I feel you, man. Can I have some of your hair? Like, it's a whole thing. But he's very OCD, too. Like, he will sit and do a set list like I do a, a show here where I have to mark every little thing out. I got to move everything. But that's us needing control mm-hmm. in the end. We feel it's like for some reason we weren't given control in our lives at some point. So these OCD tendencies that I have and that I think Dan has and I think everybody's story is different is a control thing. Like, that's something we can control. Yeah. When other things in our life were not in our control, we found these things that we could be in control of and that gave us a sense of that we also had a say in our life when at times we didn't have much of a say in our life. Mm. Yeah. Well, okay, you just went deep there for a second, but I like it. Well, I had to, like, go into the reasons of, like, why do I do this? I yeah. have, like, three or four of them that if I, if I don't pet my dogs in the exact same right way, if I don't walk in this room from the door to my chair, uh, stay quiet. If I don't... It's, it's a lot of little stuff, but it's like, I just need, if I don't block out every single letter on every single page that we have here during the day, I I feel like, well, I can control this. It's about the only thing I can control, so I'm going to do it knowing it. There you do, go. How Thank much, you. How much this do we have the, to the block out minute. over well, there? Well, today it's a pretty heavy day. We have okay. a pretty heavy day. All right. I'm Amy. That's my file. That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. I think this is going to be some good news. We have Elizabeth on the phone right now who lives in Indiana. Elizabeth, what's going on? A couple years ago, when you were on Dancing with the Stars, um, you had a show that you came out to, like, North Webster, Indiana, where I'm from. And um, my boyfriend at the time, he got me um, backstage passes to meet you. And I was so nervous to meet you. I could barely say anything. I was just like freaking out um, because you're like an inspiration to me. And so um, you looked at me and my boyfriend at the time and you were like, are you married? And um, I was like, no, we're not. We're like 17. And you're like, oh, well, I'm about a month ago. Two months ago, my boyfriend proposed to me, and so I always told my boyfriend that I would call into the show and tell you that we were engaged now um, after the fact because you asked us if we were married. So um, I thought it was – I was driving to the school because I'm a teacher, and I was like, I'm just going to see if I can get through, and I did. I like it. Here we go. Okay. I got a couple things to say. A couple things to say. One – I asked you that and you were 17. That's how you know I'm getting older. I can't tell the difference anymore. Yeah. I don't know how old anybody is. Everybody's just the same. Um, and so you've been together, what, five, six, seven years? How long? Five, five and a half years. And how did he propose? Um, we were playing Clue and um, my whole family was in on it. And so 
um, when I um, said I'd like to make an accusation, um, he had Lucas ring and living room, and he got down on his knee and proposed. Oh, Lucas ring. Living, living room. room. That's it. <laughs> That's hilarious. Love it. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. <laughs> the murder weapon was ring. Did? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he didn't like start beating you with it, right? No. Did your Did everybody else know? Were they in on it? Yeah, my whole family was in on it, and so like when he proposed, um, I was like so worried about beating my brother at Clue because we're like very competitive. I was like, well, did I win? And everyone was like laughing because I was like, I said yes, and then I was like, did I win? Did I win Clue? And, I, and they were like, I was just such in shock. Um, you won the game of life. Was, <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> Uh, well, that's awesome. Well, congratulations. Do, uh, how was the meet and greet? Because apparently I was like, hey, are you married when you were just a teenager? Other than that, did I do anything else weird? Was I nice? What happened? Um, it was awesome. Um, like I said, you're such an inspiration to me. Um, I was just like in utter shock that I could meet you and see you. And we got a picture together. And it was just really, really cool. Well, I'm super proud for you. And tell your husband that that is awesome and uh, that I'm sorry I asked you when you were in like eighth grade if you're married. You know, I need to do better <laughs> and I will learn from it. But congr- when's, I'll ask you this and then I'll let you go because I know you got to go teach the kids. Which, by the way, what, what grade do you teach? Um, second grade. Um, as we actually have our first teacher day tomorrow, so I don't have any kids yet. I'm just getting my classroom ready. Okay. So do you have one of those clear the lists? Um, I do. Okay. Will you send it to me? And then I'll. Uh, how much do you have left on it right now? Maybe about. $200? Okay, I'll take care of that. I'll, I'll, I'll pay for all of it. I'm going to put you on hold. It's my wedding gift to you, okay? And I will clear your list for you, and then you guys have a happy life. But if you don't have a happy life or you don't get married, I want the list refunded to me because this is your wedding <laughs> okay. gift, right? Oh. I want, yeah, I want all the rulers. I don't know what I'm going to do with them, but I want them all sent back. Hey, Elizabeth, congratulations. That is amazing. I'm going to put you on hold so I can get your link, and I will clear that list for you, okay? Okay. All right? Thanks. Elizabeth, congratulations. There she is. Tell me something good, Elizabeth. Ooh. That was Tell Me Something Good. On the phones, Kalinda in Texas. Hello and good morning, Kalinda. How are you? Good morning. I'm good. How are you? We're doing pretty good. What can I do for you? The caller that called in and he wanted you to do like and sign for his arm and everything like that. He wants me to sign his arm and then he wants to tattoo it on, on, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so what about the lady that called in and you gave her a heck of a time that that she wanted all the, like, every show member to do it Mm -hmm. and didn't, like, y'all gave her grief about it. Well, the first time he called, I gave him a lot of grief about it too and I was like, dude, you don't want this. You don't. You don't want me to sign. You don't want an audit. We're not famous. Who knows in 10 years which one or two of us will be in jail. It'll just be an issue. <laughs> two of us. Yeah, you definitely told him <laughs> to take fr- a few days to think on it. Yeah, you may have heard the call, like the later call, but I was like, dude, you don't want it. Yeah. And take some time and call me back. And he did. And also, I think the fact that, I don't know, I guess I don't feel as bad messing up a dude's body. <laughs> If I'm being honest. Oh, could that be it? Yeah, I think that's probably a little bit too. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Like I just have, 
I feel like she, are idiots anyway. she was a little more precious. Like I was like, you don't want to. I'll take. Let me try to take care of you because it'd be a bad idea. Or he's like, hey, dude, that's a bad idea. But better want to do it. All right, let's rock. <laughs> also, we you already convinced him to move it from like his chest to his arm. Yes, because like that you weren't gonna really do the. Yeah, Kalinda, I'm not chest. comfortable with it in any form or fashion. Yeah. Uh, so that's basically my mindset of it all. I wish that people wouldn't try to get me tattooed on them. But if they must, then I will, uh, the least I could do is not feel like I'm too good for it, you know? Okay, well, did you do it for the, the other lady? I have no idea who that was or yeah, when I that was. It's not, we've had like 10 people call and be like, yeah. I want to tattoo a picture of you or what. And I've signed different things and sent it off to have like five ground repeat and people have had it tattooed on them. So I don't mind that as much as like my signature or my or just something oh, personal face, about me. Someone got your face. They have my whole. He's my whole like waist up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's oh. all. And the guy did a great job on it. And it's awesome. It looks real. Yeah. And I'm so I'm honored, but I'm just like I'm honored with a little bit of hesitation of I'm probably not, not I'm not worthy of that. So I feel guilty. So I've done some others. I just feel bad about. So that's basically where it stands. There's no rhyme or reason, Kalinda. All right, let's go over and do the corny. Amy, you ready? Ready. All right, here we go. The morning corny. How do bees get to school? How do bees get to school? On the school buzz. (laughs) (laughs) That was the morning corny. If you had to get one person's name tattooed on you that you don't know, not a family member, who would it it be? Okay, fine. George. Straight? Yeah, why not? Yeah, it should almost be somebody who's Ooh. who's old. I'll get his brand. And within a few minutes of like being real old. Oh. Because they've already done most of their life. They're not going to mess up. Probably not, unless yeah. you discover something. Like, I just feel, maybe I feel like I've got too many good years left in me to mess up. Oh, well, yeah, you're still young. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe that's it. I get too. Uh, uh, Eddie? Yeah, see, now I was going to say Eddie Vedder of Pearl Jam, but he's got a lot of life yeah, to live. too so young. Let me go Willie. It's like I naming mean. a school after somebody. Yeah, Willie. That's a good one. You could get the braids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little red, white, and blue bandana. Uh, but we're talking about a name here. Because okay. visually, you could draw their head and it looks cool. Willie. Okay. Uh, Lunchbox? Michael Jordan. Greatest of all time. Like, of I was going to say Hugh Hefner, but he's dead. Oh. Yeah, he- yeah. Ew, he's not what? not a good dude. Yeah, not good. Oh, is he not? No. Yeah, he's kind of. Ter- I mean, even though some people idolize him for yeah, certain no, things, no. now they don't. Oh. Yeah, I would get Mike D. Oh, a lot of life <laughs> to live Stop. though. Yeah, but that guy, solid as can be. He helped Morgan with her car when it broke down. That's true. He's always there for me. Yeah. I would get Mike D. And I'd say Mike D. And then I would do that little sign that's like a. It's almost like a cross, but it's right in the middle. And I would get Mike D. and BB. Oh, like and plus, like Dan and Yeah, the plus. Yeah, but no, no. I do the letters in each of the squares. Okay. That's what I do. So on Stranger Things, it's back in the 80s, and they played this song from Kate Bush. Old song. It's massive. It's on pop radio all the time now because that. And, like, I remember there was a whole controversy because radio people were like, we're not playing that song. It's old. But it's, like, a huge song. And it's, 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 you don't have to just play stuff because it came out right now. It's just a whole weird That's thing. That's crazy, though. But this song is massive again. There are, like, little remixes. And she was making, like, a million bucks a week. And wow. probably making more than that now. This is an 80s song. Turn it up here. So these are songs that gained popularity when they were used in movies and TV shows, much like that. So they had already been out, and then they were used, and after they were used, it was like, oh, we love it again. Or we love it for the first time. This one is from The Knack at number 10. When you're gonna give me some time, Sharona. My Sharona. And this one was a big hit in the 70s, but it came uh, screaming back after it was used in a movie. Number nine. What's the movie? 
Iron, Iron Man. Man. Uh, number eight, Blue Oyster Cult, Don't Fear the Reaper. Here you go. Stuck in the middle with you. Clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right. Here I am, stuck in the middle with you. Here we go. This is from The Who. Just like yesterday, then I'll get on my knees and pray. Uh, this is from Nirvana. Go ahead. Something in the way. Number four. Hit me with that. In your eyes, the light, the heat, your eyes. Number three. Hit me. Uh, number two. Hit it. I see a little silhouette of a man. And then number one. This is called Where Is My Mind by the Pixies. I didn't know this movie. I know the Pixies, but I didn't know this movie. What movie is this? Fight Club. Uh, there you go. Those are songs that all were created just normally, organically, as music from these artists. But because they were put into things, a whole new generation got them. Or they were made famous the first time because of that. So there you go. Do you guys like that segment? Yeah. yeah. Boom. Me too. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy but it's going to be one hell of a ride. <gasps> what? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., 
We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I want to play a voicemail from Jordan that we got last night. I have a very random question that I just thought about for some reason. Um, I know how, like, germaphobe, germaphobe, germaphobic, whatever, uh, Bobby is. I'm curious if you would give a random person CPR, because, I mean, that involves mouth-to-mouth. So just just thought about that and was going to see what you had to say. So thank you. Also, I'm from Arkansas. Woo pig. Yes, I of would. Mm. Now, that's a good question. Well, though. hold on a minute. We're talking about somebody's life. Now, would I reach to my bag and pull out some smart mouth mouthwash and pour it in first? Probably. Then shake their head? For sure. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah, of course I would. Yes, I, I'm not big on shaking hands. I'm not big on door handles. I'm not. We could go through the list of things where you go, well, that's a little peculiar. I was wearing a mask before COVID on airplanes because I don't want people sitting next to me. So I'd sit down on the flight on the inside seat of Southwest where you can pick your own flights. And I thought, well, if there's a opportunity to have an open middle seat, I want it. I want that seat. So I wore a mask. Mostly so people wouldn't sit there. Yeah, because you're right. Pre-COVID, <laughs> yeah. that would definitely be like, what is up with that Might guy? Well, I've had two heads. Right. Um, and then also people would be like, he's sick. He yes. must be sick. Yes. So when they were like, everybody wear masks, I was like, dang it. It's like every short person got tall for every tall guy. I was like, <laughs> wait, I'm not tall anymore? So... Yes, I would give someone mouth to mouth. Are you kidding me? Do it in a heartbeat. Uh, thank you very much. You can leave us a voicemail at any time. 877-77-BOBBY. We will listen to them. We'll play them. We'll answer them. This is Taylor in Murfreesboro. I've left about five voicemails. Can you please give my parents a 20-year anniversary shout-out? Their names are James and Jillian. It means a lot to me and them. Love your show. We started angry. Now he's calm. I've left five voicemails, and I'm 11, and I will kill you. All right, buddy. I can hear what you're trying to say without saying it. Uh, James and Jillian, 20-year anniversary. Your son will not stop calling us. So happy anniversary, and you got a little tenacious kid there. I like that. That's very good. There's a mattress company. They're looking for professional sleepers. 
And they want to pay them for taking naps and just documenting their experience on the different kinds of beds, how good they sleep, and not just document it for science. Like I said, on social media, they want it out there. And so Casper, a mattress firm founded in 2014, says it's hiring Casper sleepers. This is a perfect job for Lunchbox. I think we'd all admit to that. Oh, this is easy money. So you should have exceptional sleeping ability. Check. The desire to sleep as much as possible. Check. Check. The ability to sleep through anything. Check. Check. And applications are being accepted through August 11th. Lunchbox can get on an airplane. We sit down. I'm putting my bag up on the overhead. And I'm like, hey, look. I'm, t- I'm like, hey, lunch. He's already, he's already asleep. In like 10 seconds. Oh. Yeah, like his Ow. like his right nipple's already covered in spit because he's <laughs> drooling all the way down. So here is, I was thinking about this. This is the deal I'll make you. It's not a stunt where you could injure yourself or get arrested. Okay. But if you can go into a mattress store here, anywhere, and you can actually fall asleep for 15 minutes or more, I'll give you 100 bucks. Oh, that's done. But but you have to go, and someone has to go with you. That's fine. And just make sure, and you can't fake it. Dude, you can tell when I'm sleeping. I fall asleep, my mouth goes wide open, and, I mean, I don't move. You will make $100 if you can stay asleep in the store for 15 minutes. Oh, that's done. I mean, that's so simple. Simple. I fall asleep, like, if I'm at the doctor's office and I'm waiting to go back, I fall asleep in the chair. I mean, this is so How easy. funny would it be, though, if he goes in and we have video and, of him asleep in the store? And will they come to him immediately and wake him up? Yeah, yeah, that's my question. Because you know, go in I and you're like, hey, it. I just want to check out some of these beds. It's this, that's the only conversation you have to do with anybody. <laughs> okay. It's like, hey, man, I'm just here to look at some beds, do a little test out. Is it cool if I lay on a couple of these? Yeah, man, go ahead. That's it. Just record you saying that. Find you one, the one that feels most comfortable. And like Abby or someone will be with you or like in the corner and just watching. And if you can fall asleep for 15 minutes or more... You get 100 bucks. Okay. And if I get 30 minutes, I get 200? You do not. Oh. Now, if the employee interrupts the 50 minutes. That doesn't count. Oh. Yeah, it doesn't count. It has to be consecutive. And then you go, bro, I'm testing this out. Why'd you wake me up? (laughs) Then go back to sleep. Okay. Okay. You get some mad at him. Yeah. (laughs) What are you doing, buddy? How am I going to know this is good if you don't let me sleep? (laughs) So there's no timetable like today or tomorrow, but in the next couple weeks, if you can pull this off. Okay. Today's August 10th. By September 31st, if you can bring that in, oh, wow. 100 bucks cash. You got time. Now, do I, okay, can I get $100 for every time I, if I go to different there's mattress no stores? There's no more. I'm just asking, no, like, no if more. I go to. There's no more. I'll go to this sleep we number. Could, we could elevate the bit if you come back with the first one. The next one then could be if you go in and you go into the bathroom, get in your pajamas, and then you go lay in the oh. bed and sleep for 15. Oh. We could find ways to continue it. Love it. But right now, 15 minutes, 100 bucks. Easy. You might as well pay me right now. Just go ahead and Venmo. Uh, I will not, but <laughs> you'll wait. I love the attitude. <laughs> All right, so we got the news coming up at the top of the hour, and Dylan Scott performing a little bit later. You guys can call us, questions, comments, 877 Bobby. That's our number, 877-77-B-O-B-B-Y. Let's do the news. Bobby's Big Stories. A Southwest Airlines flight attendant suffered a broken back during a landing that was so rough, she believed the plane was crashing, according to federal safety investigators. The terrifying incident, according to the New York Post, occurred on Southwest Flight 2029 as it was traveling from Oakland to Orange County on July 1st as the plane was landing on the runway it hit the ground with such force that the crew member thought the flight had crashed the woman, who was not named, felt pain in her back and neck and could not move, was taken to the hospital where she was diagnosed with a compression fracture to 
a vertebra. Wow. Whoa. The NTSB said that none of the other 141 on board were injured. The pilots and investigate. The pilots told investigators they were aiming for the normal touchdown zone on a relatively short runway. The sometimes my iPhone, and it's happened before. I, I've been at the top of a staircase and dropped it, and it's fallen 20 feet. And I pick it up. Get, wow, good as new. There have been a couple times I've dropped like six inches, eight inches. <laughs> But because of the exact angle that it hit and the exact, it cracked. And I wonder if that's one of those where she just happened to be sitting. Obviously, there was something that happened, but there's 141 people on board that weren't hurt. So if it was just like a big boom, you would think somebody else possibly would have been injured as well. You wonder if she was just happened to be sitting in a slightly wrong or wrong maybe isn't the word in a slight in, in a More way sensitive. that yeah that, that maybe yeah. just hit and that's terrible that's awful for her I feel so bad for her she didn't do anything to make that happen you just wonder if it was just bad luck where that's she tough. happened to be sitting one shoulder six inches in front of the other and that was just the angle yeah like her alignment the, yeah. at the time like I think your theory is could be very Dang. correct and me too like, that's why Sam I do I, I think they're <laughs> I think that could be correct but yeah a pre-existing thing like because sometimes my back might be out of alignment and then you know like the time I sneezed and poof, threw me totally you've out you've never felt a story more than this one right here right? <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah. and so it's like you never know what one little movement is going to cause your back to just go crazy the world's tallest woman has shattered more records this from Unilad 25-year-old, her name is Rumesa Gelgi. She has already been recognized as the world's tallest living female at right about 7 foot 1 inch. Wow, that's tall. Now you can add longest fingers, largest hands, and longest back. I would expect most of that to kind of come along with it. but um, Her size has given her challenges, obviously, like transportation, but she's worked to turn them all into positives. And I think by the way, being seven foot would be very tough regardless of what country you lived in and what sex you were. It would be very tough. I think, though, that there are a fair amount of seven-foot men, meaning it's rare that we see them, but there's a couple in a lot of places. We've seen them. That she's not the tallest person, and some things will probably be easier because guys are taller than women for the most part. But that would still be very, very tough. Is she ball? I don't think so. I think we'd say that. I bet everybody asks her that, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the first thing you think, right? Went to an event last night. Uh, Caitlin and I are involved with the dog organization here in town. And so we went over to it and they had all these puppies and everybody's holding the puppies. And it's awesome. And we were like, okay, we don't, we cannot take a puppy home. We cannot take a puppy. <laughs> we're like talking ourselves out of it. We've already taken a dog from them. She's awesome. It's Eller. But we don't, we don't have the capacity to take a puppy home right now. So we're at this event and we're talking with folks. And this, this guy had to be 6'10". And my first thought is basketball player. Baller. Bad for sure. Basketball player. Like basketball player. And I thought nothing else. Even when I look at him, basketball player. Unfair of me to think that just because he's tall. And I'm sure everybody asks him all the time, do you play basketball? And so I asked to play basketball. Uh, he's played for the Grizzlies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's ball. He's ball. exactly. How unfair of me to assign that to him. It's a, it's even a though good he was assumption. a former yeah. NBA player. It's not like an awful stereotype, though. No, I know, but I bet you tall people hate being asked all the oh, time. Yeah. For sure. They're like, did you? No, I didn't. I'm sorry. But the ones that did play, they're like, yeah, I sure did. Well, they it's like annoying because I'm going to tell you, I haven't done a lot of male modeling. Oh, and yeah. everywhere I go, okay. oh. hey man, are you a model? Oh man, that must. No, it's, it's tough. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. Body, it's tough. It's tough. It's tough. Yeah. Uh, here are the best and worst states to have a kid. I'll give you the top five best. At number five, New Hampshire. At number four, Minnesota. At number three, Rhode Island. At number two, Vermont. 
And at number one, Massachusetts. They're all cold states. Yeah, it's I freezing. know it's all freezing. It's all like huh. winter. Like you, you, and and God bless all of you who live in those states and listen to our <laughs> show. I I'm not strong enough. I'm not. I can't do winter, it. It's too cold. It's too cold where I live now. I would move south now. I want to be a bird now. And so most of this is because of healthcare. The states take care of their people better mm-hmm. than other states, and family friendliness and education. Now, I have the top five worst states. Oh, boy. Oh boy. People about to get upset. Yeah, I am, especially. Number five, Arkansas. Oh, well. <laughs> I was looking at the Arkansas list of where we rank in all things. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's like not good. 48th in it. Yeah, I'm messing the numbers up, but it's all at like 47th, 48th, 42. It's like overall, it's like 43. And I'm like, why do we keep picking the same leaders? And if this has been the same thing for 50 years. Um, so that's Arkansas at five. West Virginia's at four. Oklahoma's at three. Oh, oh take that. Wow. Take that, Caleb. Take oh. that. We may both be in the bottom Woo. five, but suck on that egg. You know what I'm saying? We're two better than you. Uh, Nevada at two. Oh, no. What's number well, it's because babies don't win slots. That's often. right. Oh. Yeah. That's right. They don't. Yeah. The number one's Florida. So that's because every baby's got COVID there. That's what it is, apparently. Yeah, I love Florida. Yeah. yeah, me too. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I do. Yeah, me too, me too. All right, there you go. In the news, according to health experts, here's how you deal with a simple body itch. You don't scratch it away because it will continue to come back. Rub it. Oh. Rub, Rub it. the itch. Researchers found that rubbing your skin activates an anti-itch pathway in the spinal cord. So... Not only is rubbing better for your skin, it's also a more efficient way of getting itch relief. Like, that is from the Society for Neuroscience. Does it say how how aggressive or gentle to it rub? It does not. Because my theory is, and I know how you love my theories, <laughs> you can rub. rub as hard as you want. Oh, That's spot whoa. on. You can't scratch as hard as you want, but you can rub as hard as you want. Y'all know what is crazy? After like three weeks of my tick bite not itching, it started itching yesterday, so I'm glad you told me this. Rub it. Now, well, now I will. I started scratching it. Rub it hard. Um, thank you for sharing that with me, that your, your bite it's, started itching again. Well, that is yeah. weird. It went the away. The Bobby Bones Show talks about something boring. Yeah, tell us more about this uh, itch that came back, Amy. Okay, well, I got bit by a tick a few months ago, mm-hmm. and it itched for a very long time. And then the I told you go. That's it. talks about something boring. That's the stop. So boring. That's the stop. So boring. Um, <laughs> moving on. Radio- <laughs> a radiologist's husband had a hidden nanny cam and caught his dermatologist's wife. So you have a radiologist, who's the guy, married to a dermatologist, who's okay. the girl. It's the wife. Spiking his lemonade with Drano. Yep. Oh, my. In the kitchen of their mansion. She was arrested and released on a $30,000 bond. He put up surveillance after he grew suspicious. Like, something's going on here. And then he handed it to police's evidence. She can be seen putting Drano in his hot lemonade on multiple occasions. They are both physicians that live in a almost $3 million mansion. That's from the New York Post. What's that supposed to do? Like, kill him? Probably. Yeah, slowly. Okay, slowly. Like, he was, slowly. Sick for, he was sick for a month, and he kept uh, going to doctors like, I don't know what's wrong. And so he finally set up a camera in the kitchen, and boom, got her. Oh, Hotel employee lists the 10 things she would never do in a room, including walking around in bare feet and using the ice bucket. A hotelier has described the 10 things that she would never do in a hotel room. Let's roll them. Number 10, reject the chance to sign up for the hotel's points program. Don't do that. Okay. Don't don't sign up. Although I got some pretty good points. Yeah, me too. But I will tell you only, just because work sends me places, and I'm like, I'll take the points on that. I don't go to those places on purpose, probably. But all of a sudden I look down and I'm like, dang, I got 10% off half a room. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't say your room number out loud because somebody could hear it. Oh. 
Don't use a hotel washcloth. Don't use the shower without flip-flops. Don't walk around barefoot on carpeted floors. Don't use the TV remote without wiping it down. Don't drink from the glasses without washing them first. Why am I even in a hotel? Wait, don't I'm not supposed to sleep on the street. Crazy. I'll just lay on the sidewalk and go to sleep. Don't sleep on the bed. What's next? Don't leave any guest names off the reservation. Otherwise, they 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 uh, can get a key to the room. I don't know. Use the ice bucket. I'm done. I'm tired of the story. It's freaking me out, so I'm good. I like to move on with my news. Uh, also in the news, the Kansas City Royals are selling a sandwich at their stadium, with it, which is packed with pulled pork. Mmm. Sweet baby raised barbecue. Mm. Let's go. Uh, barbecue sauce. Mm. Bacon. Mm. And Reese's peanut butter cups. Ugh. In it? It's like a mix. Yeah. That sounds oh. good, actually. The peanut butter cups and all that? Yeah, let's no. do Let's do it. Really? That sounds really good. That's from the comeback.com. Like, it all sounds good until you get to the peanut butter cups part. Oh, that's your dessert. No, it's in the sandwich. I know. All in one. No, no, no. You don't have dessert <laughs> with... In the same bite as your meal. <laughs> I'm sure there must be I think be you're confusing how dessert it. works in our culture, Eddie. Oh, okay. You don't need it at the same time. No, it's in the sandwich. Uh, Serena Williams announces her retirement from tennis. She has said, I've never liked the world retirement. Maybe the best word to describe what I'm up to is evolution. She will retire after the U.S. Open, which will run from late August into September. That is from CNBC, and she is one of the greatest athletes of our lifetime. Not female athletes. Just period, one of the greatest, most decorated athletes in any sport of our lifetime. And so I hope she feels like she's retiring on her own terms and she feels great about it because we didn't deserve her. Let's be honest. We did not. We did not deserve her. Uh, Also, a couple other quick things. Big news today, Vacation Part 2. Oh. The video is out. Right, Raymundo? Yeah. Tell me something here. Uh, yeah, we lost about 2000 trying to make the video at Tim's Ford Lake, so we're, tr- we're in the red. We're trying to make some money back. If you stream it on YouTube, maybe we make a couple dollars back. I'll tell you what, I'll play it tomorrow at some point in the show. Yeah! Get you a couple little plays. It's a good song. By the way, Eric Dodd is opening my show on Friday night. Uh, comedically inspirational. There are no tickets left until today. We're going to put oh. up, I think, 10 tickets today at some point for Friday and Saturday night. And that's it. Then there are no more. Right now, there are none online. We sold out, except we held 10 in case somebody needed them or there was an emergency or the president came to town. You know how what happens at hotels, they'll leave a room in case the president comes to town. Really? Or somebody somebody big. Yeah. I'm going to start using that. There could be a hotel wow. where he'd actually stay. Well, well, <laughs> the, I, the president being, uh, it could be any president ever. Oh. So they usually do that. So it could be a she at some point. Interesting. So let's not be sexist with our words. <laughs> Oh, well, so far, it is only he. That is true. That's a theory I have. And you they like my identify theories, so. as men so far. Um, also, you want ratings from Snake in the Grass? Yes. yes. Let's hear it. Oh, 18 to 49. But if, if it didn't improve, I'm going to be so upset at 18 So my show, Snake in the Grass, airs Monday night on USA Network. Um, we worked hard on it. It was an expensive show to make, I've recently found out. And the threshold is it's got to hit a certain point. Or they're going to spend the money to make it again because it's so expensive. Even if it does good. They're not going to make it again because it's so expensive. It's got to do real good. Okay. And the first week was real good. But they were like, overall, we won the night. We were uh, the highest debut in USA, his, like two years. We, 18, uh, 20, all things were good, but 1849 was a little lower than we had hoped. <sighs> and I was like, dang it, I'm such a loser. I'm 18 to 49. I'm such a loser. <laughs> and so, come on. Bobby Two Phones got to figure out which phone this was on yesterday. Hold on. Hey, we got this. Yeah, we got it. Pack your bags, guys. We're going to the jungle. Well, and so I told the show that it had been brought up that the show be on an episode. Yep. And if we can get to a two or season three, oh my gosh, maybe man. I could get you guys on. And so I got a text yesterday with some information. 
I don't know which phone it's on, guys. Bobby Two Phone's living a life of confusion. Oh, here we go. All right. This is it. No, it doesn't. Oh, no. No, okay. Start the check. drum roll over. Everyone's check the other phone. But I only got two phones and I can't find it on either one of them. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's Bobby Three Phone. Yeah, maybe I need to be Bobby Three Phones. Um, okay, one more. let me take one more look over at the other okay. phone. <laughs> this, drum roll. this is the third time you've switched phones. Turn it up. <laughs> okay. Come on, Bones. Here we go. 18 to 49 year olds. Come on. Improved. Yeah! 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 What the hammer? Right. Let's go! Good was that 18 to 49's improved. Got better as WWE before us held. So. We got okay. better even though the show in front of us wasn't way better and fed us to be better. Nice. Right. That's good. Um, overall, people over 49. Total viewers, 50 plus, down slightly. Oh, what? So I didn't no, focus enough on... Eddie, that's what you went to bed early. Eddie, yeah. you, you said... You know what? That's it. No, but I'm not... No, no, guys, I'm not that old. That's so here not we me. go. We hit. <laughs> we said, this is what we need. And, and you guys came through. I got to admit it. But then I just didn't put enough focus on... Maybe our listeners 50 and above were like, well, screw him. Yeah. Oh. So, guys, please don't screw me. It's almost like when you're in a stadium, you know, you're like, all right, top level, go. Ooh, no, lower level was louder. Yeah. I really messed up on that. Yeah, you got to so love say. them both. I need 12 to 72 to really focus in this next Monday night. Everyone. I just made that up. Okay. I just need everybody. Everybody. So we took a step and a half forward, but also three quarters of a step back. And okay. that's the math you don't want to figure out. Yeah, I can't figure it out, but yeah. I know that it means we're closer to us You're being closer. on the show. Yeah. Slightly closer. Slightly closer. Right? Not as close as I had hoped, but we did go up what we needed to go up in. Okay. And I didn't focus enough on the things we went down in. So it's just all ages Slightly now. down. So it's, yeah. Bottom line, um, if we can continue to hold or slightly build. Like, how can we? Hmm, I'm trying to think of ways we could build it. You know, I do live next to the assisted living home my dad used to be at. Go over there and turn them on. Turn all the TVs on. Go, go, go into Best Buy. <laughs> I go to Target. Go into every, tell, call your friends. Walmart. Let's get, them, let's get all those TVs on. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Monday. And we'll keep everybody awake. Go knock on doors. Even if people are asleep, knock on doors. Because 11 Eastern, 10 Central, that's pretty late for me. It's hard yeah. for me to stay awake. So just make sure everybody's up in your town. Mm-hmm. Drive, turn the radio up. Drive down the neighborhood. We can do this. All right. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Idaho. A 58-year-old man was driving when police pull him over for a routine traffic stop. And he's like, oh, no, I got meth in the car. So he pulls over, and he jumps out of the car, and he runs, and he takes the Tupperware full of meth and flings it towards the river because it's going to sink. Hits a tree and bounces back. Just short. Oh. Yeah, figure that one. Oh. Do you think he says, oh, no, I have meth? Yeah, probably. Because <laughs> he didn't say it out loud, obviously. In his head, he's got to be thinking, oh, oh no, I got oh. meth. Oh. But what a great idea to go throw it in the river because if it sinks, there's no way they can get it. Yeah. Well, that's not true because you can just go down. I mean, are they it. really going to go for a little thing? Send the scuba team? Yeah. You I'll don't pay. have to send the scuba team if it's a two-foot. He's like... How far do you think he's going to throw this? It's not going to skip like a rock. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. I mean, listen, he was trying to do what he had to do to get rid of it. So, okay. But, and also, I don't agree with what he was doing. I'm right, saying right, that, right, 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 right. That would have been tough even had he, had he thrown it as far as he possibly could. That has still been tough. All right. I'm Lunchbox. That's your Bonehead Story of the Day. It's a voicemail from Brandon in California. I just wanted to say what's up to Raimundo. It's like 11.30 right now, and I just uh, thought he was probably in the studio. So I just wanted to say what's up, Raimundo. <laughs> he called at 11.30 at night last night. Oh, at night. night. <laughs> because Raimundo is 
so worried about oversleeping, he wakes up at midnight and comes in. He doesn't have to be here until 4.30. Yeah. And I understand that. <laughs> but you, you? got to find some sort of uh, rational balance. Because it's, let's say you get here at three, Ray. You got an hour and a half even before you're supposed to get here. I know you don't want to oversleep and you're the guy that's got to make sure the show is on the air. I love that about you. Yeah, I mean, it's a pressure nobody else has. So, I mean, I have to live with it. But you're here at midnight. I know. Just be safe. All right. I'm not going to push, but I like what I hear. All right, moving on. Let's play this from Teresa in Sonoma County, California. For some reason, we don't have the bull station anymore, and I don't know what I'm going to do without the Bobby Bones show on the way to work. All of a sudden, our 93.7 is jazzy. What happened to the Bobby Bones show? What happened to the bull? Help. Apparently, they have turned us in Santa Rosa, California, that station, into a jazz station. What? Interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. I guess well, a dentist everywhere needed a station. <laughs> Your number one <laughs> dental hygiene yes, station. As you, well, I'm sorry about that, but we are on the iHeartRadio app live. Just listen to the iHeart Country channel. We are on podcast every single day. We go up and you can hear the whole show. We even do an extra post show. So there's a lot of ways to get boned. <laughs> Good. That's what they wanted to hear. Yeah. <laughs> I would never say that as like not <laughs> so a joke. So they don't tell you, they don't run that by I, you that they're going to do that? I never know. I'm glad oh. I don't know, but I never know. But I'll get a call like this occasionally, and they'll be like, hey, this station's flip. Sometimes we're on stations, and I didn't even know. They just don't tell me at this point, and I'm okay with it. Uh-huh. Unless it's like a big city where they need me to do like packages. Like, hey, welcome, everybody. We're coming to Seattle. For the first- we know we've been on there for over a year now, but yeah, no. But um, I could do the jazz. We could do a jazz morning show. Hey, everybody, this is the latest from John Coltrane. Ooh. It isn't called, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one. It's a, yeah. Turn it. Well, not up. <laughs> Just, Just listen, where it's at. listen closer. <laughs> All right, that's it. We got to go. Thank you. See you tomorrow. Bye, everybody. The Bobby Bones Show. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity. And the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets 
and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.